0: What's going on, everyone? We are back. Thank you for stepping into the coach's box. And this launches season three. So thank you, everyone, that's been rocking with this, that's been showing us love um, from all across the world, downloading um, our episodes and and everything like that, showing us love on social media. We appreciate y'all. So yeah, we're going to get into it, season three. And of course, we have to start with some of the biggest news that came out this week. And that's Brittany Griner being freed after 294 days of being in prison and detained in prison in Russia. So we're just going to share just a, a, some short reactions. Of course, overall, you never want to see anyone in that position. So happy for her, um, her wife, and you know, family and friends and everything like that, that she is back. Uh, and one of the things that I think about is that's out that obviously has an effect on your mental health. And so we're not going to see the same Brittany, you know, that we saw beforehand, you know, there's some things that she's going to have to work through. Uh, and so that kind of care and attention is going to be needed moving forward to, you know, um, so she can work through that, work through that. Cause that was a traumatic situation that she went through. So I'll say that, um, I'm, let's just be honest. So for those who don't know, we are stationed in the United States, uh, for our international listeners. And so we we got bullied by Russia. Let's just be honest in this situation. Like, politically, we got bullied by Russia. And we knew that Brittany Griner was a pawn in a greater scheme that they had, which is what they wanted victor. They wanted the merchant of death back in their custody, back in their hands. So because of that, I think it, um, yeah, it, it it made the United States look bad in that sense. And then, you know, we talked about this on an earlier show about you know, there's tons of other U.S. citizens that are over there that are still that are still detained, still in prison over there, and they need they need to be released as, as well. But they needed the big fish, a big enough fish that would get us to react, uh, and, and so it worked in their hands. But still happy to see Brittany. Uh, one of the things that was important to me is that I think once Brittany saw that, you know, her wife came out and said that. Hey, now that Brittany's back, it's our it's our responsibility to try to help get those other people back home. And so I'm so glad that that's the thinking that they have right now, uh, because things can happen when you know when people utilize their p- platform. I do want to give a big shout out to the WNBA because they held it down, man. Like they would not stop talking about uh, freeing Brittany Griner. It, it was keeping things at the top of mind. Uh, and so their their activism as well, the activism of others, helped make this happen. Um, and we talked about an earlier show as well. Is well, Brittany was over there because she wasn't getting paid enough money in WNBA, so she needed to get paid for overseas. And so when that happens, we're at the mercy of another country's rules. And, and so if we're not careful, we can get get you know get caught up. And so. I think is another part of the conversation is, is how can we um, increase the you know the salaries of of, um, of WNBA players and Brittany Griner being a star you know should definitely be in that in that conversation. So there's a lot of layers to this uh, to the situation, but overall, happy that she's back and hope that she uh, does well moving forward. So y'all, you know, what are y'all reactions from that? Um, go ahead, take it away.
1: I'm gonna go first because Coach Murph probably going to elaborate a little bit more than I am but I'm going to be honest with you if we're looking at trade value you can you can you can cut it down the middle how you want to and be like oh I'm glad Britney grinders home if we're going trade value this might have been the worst trade ever in the US history like if you look at it on trade value based on popularity all right let's look at it from Basketball terms. This is like trading LeBron James or Anthony Davis, either or, for Patrick Beverly. Straight up, Patrick. Like this, the this trade literally doesn't make sense. somebody on a different team. They all want. To, they all want them later, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, <laughs> this is like trading Patrick Beverly for. Oh God. um Giannis. I'm being generous. Let's just say, what's what's the dude that made uh that had 36 and was like, um, I felt it this morning?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His name is Stacy right now, but yeah, uh, yeah you're like one he's like player of the year in the Pac 12, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: but you get what I'm saying, like, or uh, uh, what's his name from Duke, uh, Grayson Allen. This mm-hmm. is like trading Anthony Davis for Grayson Allen. It makes no sense in the grand scheme of things. Now, am I glad Brittany Grinder went home? Absolutely, because she didn't deserve any of it. But we have to look at accountability. Okay, accountability says, bro, why are you moving like that? We look at drug dealers at the same time. Like if you're a drug dealer and you get caught and you do something stupid, and that's the reason you get caught, why are you moving like that? Same goes with Brittany Grinder. Why are you moving like that? Why do you think Russia is a place you can bring a fucking, uh, excuse my, excuse my friends, I'm sorry, a freaking pin over? And that's how mad I'm about it. You think you can bring some weed, some THC, some, Russia doesn't play that. Russia and China are the worst two countries you could ever think you could play that from. Mm-hmm. So what are you like in your brain? What are you thinking? okay like I said before all this started because I have to reiterate it because somebody's gonna say something about this across all countries you're like why aren't you happy I'm happy she's home but I feel like we should have gotten more out of the trade we gave the people be like in America the merchant of death doesn't really mean anything I'm like dude the man's name is the merchant of death he sells guns to people to kill that want to kill and take over countries. He's not, he's not no average Joe blow. He's, he's almost like El Chapo. Okay. Everybody looks at El Chapo as a gremlin, like horrendous. He's El Chapo's right hand. Because there's ramifications to that, right? By yes. him being free. Like I, if Chap- if El Chapo says, oh, I need a bazooka. I need a hundred thousand guns. Yeah, can you give me that? Uh, I'm going to need two planes first first thing in the morning. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to get it to El Chapo when he needs it because El Chapo has the money for it. Mm-hmm. This is the worst man you could hand over. And y'all think, oh, just because he was gone 15, 16 years, he lost his contacts, he lost X, Y, and Z. I'm like, bro, no. They're going to find out he's available. Mm-hmm. Russia's going to capitalize on what they can do with him. And he's going to start selling guns, like guns, weaponized destruction, all that. This is not no. Just because he was gone 15 years and you look up and your right hand is out. OK, black men do it all the time. They'd be like, oh, my man was locked up. He got 25 to life. He get out of 15 because, you know, X, Y and Z happened. And guess what? They hook him up. It's like he ain't never left. OK, that's cool. But that's the same thing that's going to happen in Russia. It's like, all right, he's out. We know what he's worth. Russia got him out. They know what he's worth as well. Guess what? He's going to do what he was, was doing. Like, it's no, it's no in between with that. So I just feel like the trade was terrible. We should have got the other Marine out. Um, I don't know what's his name. feel like we should have got the other marine out but we couldn't have because they wouldn't giving that up like they knew something we didn't know and they knew we was desperate so they capitalized on our weakness and if we look at it in grand scheme of things sports included guess what i don't care if i'm a winner loser draw i'm gonna capitalize on your weakness Mm -hmm. if i see you can't run if i know you can't run cover three I'm gonna run a route that's gonna be cover three every time and you're gonna lose. I don't have a problem with it. Sucks to suck, but I don't care. So that's what they did. They saw we was weak, we had to get her back and they capitalized on what our weakness was. So Coach Murphy, you can explain on it, but it's in the grand scheme of things, that's what it came down to. They saw we was weak, they capitalized on it. And guess what? It was a bad trade in the grand scheme of things.
2: I mean, I feel like Coach JP3 opened it up perfectly in saying that there's a lot of layers uh, to this. The the Marine that you're talking about is Paul Whelan. So this is the the first layer to me. Um, Paul Whelan, uh, ex-US Marine. He's still in Russia. Um, Looking at through the comments on YouTube as as people discuss, you know, uh, Griner coming home, you have a lot of ex-military people that have an issue with that it's just like so we put our lives on for the country and I feel some type of way that you bring a basketball player home before us which is a fair assessment Um, especially because I mean he was brought there in charges for spying which you know that that was in benefit of the U.S. whereas going to Coach Pace's point in terms of accountability, Brittany Grinder went, got, um, you know, arrested for doing something that she wasn't supposed to be doing. Yes, it seems unfair and people want to blame the, you know, the amount of money NBA basketball players or um, WNBA basketball players make in America and why they got a go receive, which is a thing. However, different places take different rules. So that does not excuse what she did. Which is an unpopular opinion, and people don't want to talk about that. Uh, but that's the case. Accountability. Um, another layer on that. Um, the Merchant of Death says it all. You you send that person back. Um, and I've I've known plenty of people, you know, to um, Coach Pace's point that been to prison and they got out and some, a lot of them changed their lives, but they, you know, in discussions, they said, no, if I wanted to hit the streets, I could just be out there. Like I never left. And I know people that has been gone for eight years. Um, some that was 25 to life, but you know, got out sooner, all, all spans. Um, my biggest thing (laughs) with this is that it's, it's the American layer. And that's, God, America chooses the worst time to be pro-Black because that's the move that I felt like it was. It was, let's bring Brittany Griner back home and let's, you know, oh, and all the Black people are going to be ecstatic, uh, you know, ecstatic about it and be like, oh, yeah, go America. You gave up the merchant of death. there's other ways that you can show that you support black people than giving someone up like that for some, for Brittany Griner or someone in that, that cloth. Like that was, that's what my biggest thing was. I think that that's why they were pushing it. Like, yes, the WNBA did their thing and pushing it and other, um, you know, NBA players and stuff like that. But if people really sat down and just remove that, Hey, we got Brittany grinder back and um, Hey, you know, we got somebody black back. You'll be like, that was pretty effing stupid. Yeah, That's pretty I have to say about it. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's a very complicated situation. So to wrap, to wrap this part up, I think all of us are, are happy that she's back. We don't want to see anybody struggling over there. Um, couple of takeaways, reiterating what you all said. If you're traveling, please know the, lay of the land that you're in, okay? Um, know the rules, know how to move. Um, and so it was like, it played right into Russia's hands. Like, oh, we got one. We got it, we got us it. a big fish. Now let's, let's exercise this. Let's see what we can get out of the United States. Um, one of the things that concerns me with Victor being back uh, and getting into things, what are the ramifications that's going to come out of that um, for people? Is that going to come back to bite the United States? We have a whole war with Ukraine going on between Russia and Ukraine. So you have someone that could help continue that you know, war and oppression that's that's going on there. Uh so there's 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 a global aspect of it too that we must look at. Even if the United States doesn't pay a penalty for that, there may be some other people that do. Yeah, uh, other
2: other people that we you know have as allies and they're just like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> they, like they probably won't attack you but they can attack us.
0: Mm-hmm. So um yeah and so I think it's important that 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 folks that are listening in that the to really understand what we're saying this this is not an anti black type of statement this is not like we we are all black here on the show <laughs> like, we are all black and we, we 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 we've lived things we've seen things we have friends and family members that have been attached to things um that have been horrible things that have been unfair uh and so I think it's and, and, and so I'm going to say this in terms of like two things can be true at the same time. And in a recent situation with Kyrie Irving, is Shannon Sharp was making this point when he was talking about the Kyrie Irving situation, it was wrong what Kyrie said and he should be held accountable, but you can think that the punishment was excessive at the same time. So you can have different feelings about different aspects of the situation is essentially what he was saying. And so I think that's what we're trying to convey here is that we have different emotions attached to different parts of this very layered and complicated situation. Uh, so I think whenever we see one of our people come home, um, especially black person, there's a reason to celebrate. There's a
2: reason to celebrate there. Yeah, because I'm, I'm glad she's back. It's just one of those things that like, um... I'm not mad that she's back. I just feel like that was just a poor play uh, by the States. And, you know, that's them giving them, like, another badge of honor just to say, like, hey, we're not – the U.S. isn't anti-black. We brought Brittany Griner back, and look what we got out of it because of, once she's black, and then she's the most popular name. Like, if they brought back Paul Whelan, yeah, you'll have a lot of, you know, vets and stuff that will be excited, but – that's really not going to push nothing right. so they're just like hey this will give us more notoriety and this will help you know close a gap in things with the black community but um we know the justice like you mentioned um what Kyrie, but we the justice system isn't always fair it's not fair here it's not going to be fair there <laughs> so it's just I'm glad that her and her wife is going to partake in trying to bring other people home um, because that's huge. And I'm glad that they're going to take the time to do that, knowing that out of everybody that's there, that she was the chosen one to be brought back home. Mm. Uh, But also um, hopefully she, you know, shares, um, you know, her stories of the severity of doing things that you're not supposed to do so you can avoid those situations as well.
0: Yeah. So I think that it's not time for us to be quiet. Let's have a moment of celebration and let's keep it. For those that were exercising their voices, especially, you, you need to keep that same energy. Now, let's let's try to get everybody else back now, you know, and put pressure and strategize and and join Brittany and, and her wife in those efforts to be able to do that, whatever that ends up looking like. Uh, and then, yeah, you always kind of have this thought in the back of your head, to you all's point that whenever politics is involved, that there's some ulterior motive behind it of making themselves look good for a reelection or for you know whatever that you know whatever is, is in that. So, um, but yeah, I think that's a big takeaway. We got one. Now let's try to get everybody else. Let's try to get everybody else back. So, all right, moving on to the uh, to the NBA. The season's still young, but we've had a nice sample size to kind of see, to get some common themes to see uh, standouts, to see disappointments. And so we're just going to tackle what is our biggest, like, positive surprise out of the NBA season so far? What is our biggest disappointment of the NBA season so far? And so, uh, Coach Murph, you can go ahead and start us off with that.
2: Um, my, My biggest surprise is the... Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of things to be surprised about. One, just the Western Conference in general, and how like jam-packed it is from top to bottom. Um, I, like nobody's really like, you know, setting themselves apart from any of the other teams record-wise. Um, like, I mean, obviously, you know that um, teams like the Rockets and stuff like that won't make it to the playoffs. Uh, but I'm curious on how how things are going to go uh, record-wise because of, you know, uh, knowing that Victor Wabanyama is coming into the league next year and uh, knowing how highly scouted this guy is, um, that Adam Silver before the season spoke on, you know, to – Reiterate how to don't be tanking, mm. um, because of that's how big a star, um, they, he is. Like, Giannis was um on um Sergio podcast and said that he can block shots like Rudy Gobert and has an offensive style like <laughs> Kevin Durant, so <laughs> like. <laughs> Of course, you're going to – people will want to tank for that. So, one, being being an Ohio native, happy to see what, what the Cavs look like, even though I'm not a Cavs fan. But um, I didn't think that Donovan Mitchell – I was more so skeptical about the fit. I knew that there will be a lock in the playoffs, not a play-in. Um, but – they just gel just well I love the development of Darius Garland um taking another step um the Celtics look like they got even better after all the off the season stuff and how the you know playoffs ended um so hi that that's that's huge Laura? (laughs) <laughs> she, gave me, she gave me her doll and she wants me to play with her doll uh but you know that for the the listeners, that's that's what a girl dad's life um <laughs> and um in terms of rookies man benedict matherin man hoping. hoping you know my my alum you know shout out to you know a few of a folk um definitely expect him to what you've been in grad school for two minutes all of a sudden you <laughs> that's, that's crazy because I definitely I definitely graduate in August I've been, I've been in grad school for like a year and a half but um we um see we look you got me messing up but like I, I expected him to be uh you know a good player um coming in this season but definitely didn't see him being uh, you know, in like a rookie of the year conversation. Um, didn't see Jason Tatum coming in, being in MVP conversations along with ja. um So it, it's it's a lot of parody in the NBA. Um, so I think it's a good time to be a, a, a NBA fan right now.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. Coach Pace, what you got for us?
1: I ain't going to lie to you. I'm simple. I'm simple. I'm looking at the Lakers, man. Um, The big surprise for me, and we're going to act like, because everybody been saying it for the last three or four years. If he could do this, oh, we'd be so great. Kay. It, it sounds good, but guess what? The one thing he ain't been is healthy. Anthony Davis, Mm, mm. Anthony Davis been getting busy this season. You can can look at it how you want it. He's been healthy. Granted, last game he wasn't, but give him a grain of salt with it. Mm. Anthony Davis has been the best player on the Lakers. And it doesn't, Russell Westbick is probably the most important, but the best player has been Anthony Davis. And it doesn't even come close. He's been getting busy. Yeah. When I say big, man mm. hoping. Biggest team is probably uh surprise team is probably Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Portland. People don't look at Portland because they're like, oh, it's Portland. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they got rid of CJ. They ain't gonna do nothing. But Portland still got a winning record. Mm-hmm. They Portland's do. still up there in the rankings and in, in the top eight, top nine in the West. And the West is thick. So exactly. I think Portland has been a big surprise. Um, outside of that, but um, consistency wise, I'm not surprised by too many teams at all. I haven't. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I haven't watched a lot of NBA. I don't watch until after Christmas. Mm. Uh, that's when, that's when people. That's mm-hmm. when people really start hooping. Like they be coasting. Like LeBron, he ain't gonna really start hooping until after Christmas. Y'all can say what y'all want to. He doing his thing now, but he don't really start hooping until after Christmas. He don't really, he don't kick it in gear until after the all-star break. Mm. Like he become he's so good, he be coasting and like, uh, I'll pick and choose the games that I'll turn it up a little bit, but he doesn't really LeBron really doesn't turn it on until after the all-star break.
0: Yeah. Nah. So
1: my yeah, my big surprise is probably Anthony Davis. Um, but I like what's going on. Uh, we need to put more respect on Giannis because he's getting the LeBron James treatment at this at this point in time because uh, we take him for granted. So those are my really two big things. Outside of that, man, I'm just enjoying the NBA season. I haven't really watched much, but when I turn – when I turn – also, a Cavs game. A Cavs game is mandatory. If you're in the Ohio area, Michigan area, Indiana area, Pennsylvania area, if you can come catch a Cavs game, they are must see TV at this point in time. Because yeah. Donovan Mitchell, a hey, Rudy Gobert, you were holding him back. <laughs> you, you can look how how you want to. You were the reason he wasn't succeeding in life. It's not nah, a- no
2: no no. <laughs> it, it was it was the team, yeah. the dynamic of the Cavs and of that. Jazz team was completely different because like with the Cavs okay with the Jazz the biggest issue was that Rudy Gobert was the only defender so with him being a room protector and you're seeing the same thing with him in Minnesota him being a room protector with a whole bunch of people around the perimeter that won't even attempt to guard they're just basically opening up the floodgates for him. And then, of course, he limits things offensively because Rudy Gilbert doesn't have an offensive game. But, like, you can't compare them to a team that has Darius Garland, who's a facilitator and a scorer who that was the role that Donovan Mitchell had to play solely by himself um, in Utah. They also got Evan Mobley, someone that has a decent offensive game, but a great um defender. Um Jared Allen that can do it on both ends. I mean, they just have and they have depth with you know Dean Wade in them. So it's like they're just a better team. You're right. And guess
1: what? I still feel comfortable. You know how you feel about Kat? Guess what? That's how I feel about Rudy Gilbert. He's <laughs> a hindrance to Donovan Mitchell's growth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, see, you ain't got nothing to say now. This is no, said, you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't feel that way. Why shouldn't I? Because and then also because because even going into the uh, or in the off season going into the season before Donovan Mitchell got traded, he knows that he hasn't been playing at uh, he hasn't been defending, and he said going into the off season that he wants to focus on being a better defender. And now he's actually defending with the Cavs. So now he's playing different. He chose not to defend in Utah. So hey, that also plays a role as well. Right.
1: And if he wouldn't have to score as much as if he did, because Rudy Gobert doesn't have an offensive game worth a quarter. <laughs> Last or, time I
2: checked, he's right. a he, second. What about the other wings and guards on the team that – wasn't scoring. Who's the second best player on the team? Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> oh, that's a,
1: hey, I'm done. I'm done. Good night. Hey, great show, guys. He said, "Case closed.
2: <laughs> case closed. Case closed. I'm good." Nah, I mean, like, but that it's all about roles. You just gotta know your team. Like, just because he's the second best player on the team, doesn't mean that he needs to be. uh had being a great offensive player or even a good one he's the second best player on the team because he is the best defender on the team he doesn't that doesn't have to be tagged with an offensive game it doesn't but we
1: just said he was the second best player on the team hey you can cut it down the middle how you want to but like i said he was doing – Donovan Mitchell was doing too much. And guess what? Now he can just be himself of what he wanted to be. So, Rudy Gobert, if you would have got an offensive game, guess what? Y'all could have been a dynamic duo like Shaq and Kobe. Granted, y'all wouldn't have been as good or worth a quarter. You know what? You could have been 10 cents of what Shaq and Kobe was. But
2: it would have better than, been better I, I than like the – it's, it's so, hard to compare because a dynamic duo with him and Rudy Gobert in Utah is different than a dang near power five team with – like, a power starring five in the cast Like, he literally doesn't have to do – when he got – when he was out, you would have never thought he wasn't – like, they don't need him. You're, I, you Listen,
1: like I said, I have no arguments. But guess what? They were fine in the West winning. All of a sudden, they're, they're losers multiple years in a row. I'm just going to say the common denominator, because I feel better about myself. You know how you feel about Cat? The common denominator is Rudy Gobert. I'm going to blame it all on him. He stinks. Get him out of (laughs) here.
2: Look look at Minnesota. They stink. Granted, that's because of Cat and Rudy. Exactly. (laughs) That's because of Cat. Well, because I told you my biggest thing when they made that trade was that you're just putting him in the same situation. Cause I said the biggest issue with Utah is that he was the only defender. Nobody on the perimeter would defend. That's exactly what they traded him to, because they got rid of all their defenders and Patrick Beverly and all of them in the trade. So it's like, you're, it's the same team, just a different state. Hmm. And not a good one, but Hey man,
1: listen, we can agree to disagree. We're coming up to the same conclusion. Uh, we don't like Cat and we don't like Rudy. It's fine. <laughs> I don't have anything against story More me. of the story. <laughs> of the story. You, don't like, you don't have nothing against Rudy, Booty Rudy?
2: <laughs> no, I don't have anything against him. Outside of him, you know, setting the league down. He exists. But right. outside of that, <laughs> He shut the league down. Why would you not have a problem with him? Hey, best, best defender in the world. <laughs> Who? Rudy, I kick leave his down. Knee.
1: I'll, I'll kick him in his knee. Don't play with me. He'll give me COVID.
0: Okay. Listen. All right. Coach JP3, go ahead, take it over, man. All right. <laughs> y'all hilarious, bro. Uh, I'll keep my, I'll keep my brief. But uh I agree with y'all standouts here. Um, Pelicans, top of the Western Conference. They've won five straight. Uh, building off the momentum from from last year you know sometimes you see teams do really well have a good year and then they they fall off the next year Uh, but they've been able to um, play really well Um, Zion integrated back into the mix it's good to see him playing so they're playing really good basketball Alvarado really gets you like 38 points of the game it's like where did this come from but uh yeah Yeah, it's good to see them playing good basketball. They're going to be a dangerous team moving forward. I want to show some love to the Sacramento Kings. I don't think anyone showed love to the Sacramento Kings since Chris Webber was playing there.
2: What did I say before the season on the podcast? I said they will make the playoffs this year. I I said it.
0: They just might do it. They're, you know, it's early, but they're their fifth in the Western Conference at 13 and 10. Uh, And I want to highlight, I love to see good coaching. And I think, that's one of the reasons why we call it the coaches' box and uh, stuff like that. But when I watch sports, I watch interactions between players and coaches. Very, very critically. Because I'll tell you a lot about what's happening.
2: In Atlanta. Uh,
0: yeah, in Atlanta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of those moments, Mike Brown, you know, is the coach of the Kings. And a lot of people give him flack. A lot, you know, because he had LeBron James part of his career for success and then uh, assistant coach for the Warriors with that dynasty. And he always has this look on his face like he's lost or something like that. Like he has no idea what's happening. That's just the look he has on his face. So having this opportunity as a head coach, I think, has helped people gain more appreciation for him. There was a moment in the game about a week ago where Terrence Davis allowed an easy bucket from the opposing team. Timeout is called. Mike Brown goes up to Terrence Davis and is telling him, hey, stand strong in the lane, draw the foul, make the ref call uh, uh, um, a tough, you know, a tough call, make him have to blow the whistle. So he actually, during the timeout, goes into the key, Mike Brown does, and models what he wants Terrence Davis to do. This is where I need you to be. The very next opportunity Terrence Davis got to do it, he did it and drew and drew a foul. They called an offensive foul on the other team. And you could see him and Mike Brown celebrating right after that happened. Like So I, that's good coaching to me. That's a good coach. Model what you want the players to do. Talk to them like an adult. And just to see that kind of celebration between player and coach and say, I got you. I did it. And um, I see what you're saying now. So, like that, that that was good. That was a good moment. But Sacramento's playing good basketball, Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, stuff like that. Um, Utah is also playing good ball. You know, we just talked about you know losing Gobert, losing Mitchell. I think a lot of people are like, well, Utah's gonna be out of the race. Well, so far, you know, they're right behind Sacramento. Uh I
2: feel like he a bucket.
0: Yeah, I know. Like I it it's it's been surprising. It's been surprising. Um so those those are those are my two that you all that you all didn't mention. I agree with what you all said, but those are two that really stood out to me as far as good surprises. Now we're gonna go on the flip side of things. Who has been your disappointments?
2: What are your disappointments so far? Um it's it's not like I was super high on them, but um I think just parlaying it with last year and how it's looking this year, um, and I I took a quick little shot out of them, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, They just look mid, man. Collins has to go. um, Not saying that he's the sole issue, but, I mean, you've been, you know, tossing up the idea of keeping them and trading them for, it seems like, the past three years. Um, giving up all all those assets to get DeJounte is um, at that point you were just trading for a star. I mean, he brings defense at the guard position, but him and Trey being two ball dominant players, that just, that just doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Um, and I, I don't know if it, I just think that they're, they're a team with too much talent, but nobody really gels because I mean, they have depth, but it's just like, it, it just doesn't work. They need to blow it up. I just don't know what's the best way in doing it, in doing that. Cause I feel like you had the opportunity to do it with, um, you know, trading John Collins, but now I feel like his value, he, his values dropped since then, um, Clint Capella is, you know, one of the best, you know, um, realm protectors and lob threats. So you really want to keep him. DeJounte Murray, you really traded for him for one year. He doesn't have – he's a free agent next year. So he probably won't even come back, Um, especially if things continue going how it is. I don't know what his relationship is like with Trey or any of the other guys, but um, I wouldn't be shocked if he will want to test the free agent market um, so I'm disappointed in. I mean, I think that's the team that I'm, I'm most disappointed in. Um, that's a good one.
0: That's a good one. I mean, especially when they were showboating in that one game and Murray is like tapping people on the head after making a shot and then they lost the game.
2: All that for an L. Yeah, I think the last one I would have to, it would have to be Chicago. Man. Yep, that was (laughs) what. Yeah, they they were hot last year. I think it's an identity crisis because now that Zach Levine got his money is, you know, a a different kind of story. Um, I feel as though the same issue, a lot of talent on the team. I feel as though that they're holding Kobe White hostage. They should have been traded him. I think they're, you know, holding back his potential. Um, I understand wanting to keep Patrick Williams um but you gotta you gotta move something around Vucevic you have to you have to move Vucevic for something like if if you have to package him with um Alex Caruso or Kobe White um you gotta get him out of there you need a new center Uh, like it, it it's bad out of the out of the play-in contention, I believe at the moment. I think they're like eleven or twelve right now. They are twelve. That, it's twelve at ten and fourteen. And the way they're looking, if they do make it and make it into the playoffs, I think it'll be the same thing as last year: gentlemen sweep, if not a sweep.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. That was my coach pace. Who you got?
1: All right, so I'm going to just look at Minnesota. Pathetic. Pathetic. <laughs> just a waste of a team. Like, y'all thought y'all was getting something worth Rudy Gobert. Like, and it's it's so bad. Anthony Edwards, Edwards takes plays off now. Like, he wasn't much of a person that took plays off. He might have every once in a while. But, like, now he just be like, all right, I don't care. Hmm. Because Cat Adu, his – Terrible excuse of basketball Rudy Gobert would do his Terrible excuse of basketball And y'all wasting this man's prime and time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and we all Well Coach Murph didn't think so But listen we thought they was Going to be somewhat better Like if they wasn't they was in a Playoff game the play in game And they won we thought You know what maybe they could at least get Into the playoffs as an Eight or seven seed They're not doing none of that.
0: Nothing.
1: They're useless. And then um, Golden State. Mm, mm -hmm. And I don't say that to like Golden State's bad, but I say Golden State because like, bro, what are y'all doing?
2: What are are y'all on?
1: Like, I get it. You know, Steph, been out a couple games, you know, a lot of things been occurring, but like, bro, what are you like? What basketball are y'all doing?
0: Yeah, they're 13 and 13.
1: Y'all used to, like, y'all used to be able to stop people, like, no lie. Y'all might not be able to stop somebody within the first, like, three, three and a half quarters, but the last half of a quarter, y'all gonna stop somebody and y'all gonna win the ball game by like five, 10, 15 points or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not the same this year. Like, they are struggling. James Wiseman, don't know what you're doing at seven foot one but getting demoted to the g league in your second year when you was playing actual games that's unacceptable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that we shouldn't shouldn't be looking at well he's been in no bro no get yourself together get your health together okay and you should be playing real live basketball Don't nobody got time to be, oh, gee, he's in the G League. He's out of G League. He's in the G League. He's out of – no, bro, you are a number one, top three pick. Yeah, I think, what, number two? Yeah, like, bro, we don't have – like, with all due respect, I don't have time for you. Like, as a top three pick, I knew you was in hurt. It's fine. If you had to do a Joel Embiid and take the first two seasons off, that's fine. I knew what it was. Bro, you played your first two seasons. And you coming off the G League again. Mm-hmm. But that's
2: unacceptable. Get it together. Mm-hmm. They like, I feel like. Long long yeah, like for, for. I feel. I've always thought they should have traded those picks. Like those are two high value picks that you could actually. I mean, y'all have been competing for the past decade. So, like, what you need? You can trade for a, a young asset, <laughs> especially with the second pick. Also, I think they misjudge the guard play of Steph and Clay because they hit on Steph, but Clay is on a decline mainly due for injuries. And now I think them it would have been a better play to take Lamelo instead. So, um, yeah, and a quick to quickly touch on the the Minnesota thing because I mean one of the biggest things that we we were seeing this season two of uh, the biggest off season trades turned out horrible. Yeah. I mean outside of Donovan Mitchell, but the Hawks for and Spurs trade we knew what the Spurs were going to do, but um Hawks terrible, Minnesota terrible. Um And, like, the Spurs isn't – of course, they're not outperforming the Hawks, but the Spurs are doing what we knew what they were trying to do, and that's to get a lottery pick, to get victor. Um, And the Jazz are outperforming Minnesota. But with Minnesota making that trade, I mean, they got rid of defense. And they got rid of the voice in the locker room, which is Patrick Beverly. Like I, I've said, my biggest thing with Cat, he's not a leader in men, but that's the guy who you'd coin the leader. Like who else is talking in that locker room? It's not Rudy. He just got there. He wasn't even the leader in Utah. Okay.
1: It's,
2: not, it's not Edwards. He doesn't even seem like that type of guy either. Like he seems like he's an energy type guy, but right now as leading a team, and then even if he tried to, I don't even think Cat would take to it because he'll be like, well, "I'm the best player on the team," which he's not. But you know, that would be an awkward
0: position for Edwards to be in for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now I'm I'm with you. My my two were Chicago and Golden State uh, for all the reasons that you all explained. And I mean, the Warriors are 13 and 13, and they play absolutely horrible on the road. Um, they do give up a lot of points. Two two year um wiseman point coach pace i it is alarming because this if you put the pieces to the story together you definitely point at wiseman as the issue here because golden state's coaching staff has more than shown us that they have the ability to develop players they've been pulling people that we never heard of who heard of jonathan Kaminga beforehand right you know, and, and, and and other people that they, you know, they've had for the team like bell, you know, here and um, and, and back in the day, Harrison Barnes, you know, even though he had like a bigger name, but like how you, you fit them in with like clay and Draymond and Steph, Like people weren't even sure Steph was going to translate to the NBA. Well, you know, and so, uh, bringing Eagle dollar in, having him, you know, as, as a piece of this, um, with, um, Gosh, his name escapes me right now. Pool, you know, pool, great asset to the team, right? So they have more than enough ability to develop players, draft them, and develop them. So this tells me this is a Wiseman development issue. What what are what are you not catching on to? So I'm really curious, like, what are what is the the kind of disconnect between great coaching and you being able to put that out on the court consistently? So I. It, it's a huge cause for concern, huge cause for concern, for sure. But, yeah, we're going to get into some football now. And I, this is not on the uh, on the uh, itinerary, but Coach Pay said something about prime and time, and I thought about Deion Sanders, and I said, oh, we haven't said anything about Dion yet going to Colorado. So what, what are some of your thoughts about um, Coach Prime Moving on from Jackson State to Colorado,
1: it's it's very simple to me. Hey Coach Murphy, you can elaborate on. It. I'm I'm the short I'm the short version. I get to the point. Coach Murphy is
2: going to expound upon it. But
1: listen,
2: <laughs> I feel like you look. You tell me I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just elaborate
1: better than I do. You know that's how that's that's part of the reason we get along so much. Coach Murph is going to tell you why he feels me. I'm just going to give it to you short and straight. I don't care how you feel about it.
2: And then, then you got Coach JP3 that just articulates mm-hmm. it the best. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's how we that's how we do this. But me, I'm
1: gonna start with me because I'm gonna tell you, Coach Prime has every right to do what he wants to. OK, we've already seen he hasn't even aired it out. He hasn't even told you the whole story with Jackson State. Like y'all think, oh, you know, why did he leave? Yeah, he was getting, you know, X amount of dollars. Guess what? He was getting half his salary back. OK, just to fix things. Mm-hmm. Either here nor there. You might think, oh, Coach Prime is rich. He doesn't need it. OK, that's fine. Guess what? Give up half your salary right now to your company. Give up half your money. It don't matter how much it is. You can make a million a year. Guess what? Give it. Give up five hundred thousand a year, or your net growth, gross. So let's say you're making a million a year, you make five hundred thousand. Let's just say, be generous, and the government takes five hundred thousand. Give up an extra two fifty, and see how you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ain't gonna have that conversation, are we? No, we're not. Mm-hmm. So then, on top of that. After a game where he won, he comes to the podium and says, "Oh, yeah, they didn't. This is the second time they didn't ran through my office. Excuse me. So they didn't. They didn't ran through your office. People taking your money. You not seeing your incentives because last time I checked, after thirty thousand per game, he's supposed to see some incentives because that's the prime effect. Yeah. don't nobody want to mention that." Uh, oh, so he's been dealing with that for three years. On top of some other incentives and nonsense, shot his son Shiloh and got his truck broken in. Should uh, um, the quarterback should correct me if I'm wrong. What's the quarterback's name? Shadur Sanders. Shadur. He's gotten his stuff broken into. Um, and y'all want him to stay? Y'all, y'all want somebody to stay. Is that your incentive for somebody to stay? Because y'all been scamming off the top. Let's just say the president wants to be the head. He's not the head. Dion's the head. He Dion's not getting the residuals that he should get. He didn't got his office stolen into twice. He didn't have to give up half his salary. Why would I stay? Why am I staying? What, what's the incentive for me to stay? Because I care about black people? Yeah, I love black people. But uh, at the same time, why don't y'all care about me? Why don't y'all care about me enough to take care of me? You know, figure out some way to uh not take half my salary, figure out another way not to steal my from my stuff. If I'm having parties and stuff like this or having people over, why have to spend my salary on that? Let's just say all this is true. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not true, but let's just say half of it's true. Mm -hmm. Would y'all deal with half of what he's dealing with? Hmm. Probably Probably not. Okay, and they offer you uh let's just say jsu offer him a meal. y'all turning down 7 mil a year 5 mil a year it don't matter with better resources hmm. and you, and people trying to hit you up in the transfer portal alabama just dropped 11 people and probably five of them trying to hit uh Deanna right now Let's talking about so coach what's up
2: hmm.
1: are you trying you trying not you're not going to use them resources hmm. nil did y'all see the video of Deion at the basketball game? Hmm. When they was yelling Coach Prime, why would mm-hmm. you not use them resources? Mm-hmm. Mississippi State Valley coach just quit his job to be on Dion's staff. <laughs> Is that elevating black people? Hmm. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to check, because I want I want y'all to... Nah, people only know half the story, well, half what's true, and then you're looking at it from a perspective like, well, if I was in the shoes, like would I be dealing with it? No, you wouldn't. Don't 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 speak on some stuff you ain't never been through. Mm. Dion and mental, he done seen it, he done done it. Don't, oh, I would have I would have stayed in it for uh HBCUs because I'd have brought black people along and da da, da da da. No, I ain't gotta be the sacrificial lamb. Dion been there three years. He done brought HBCUs a long way, more than most people. I ain't, I ain't got a problem with what he did. It, and it's that simple.
0: There it is. There it is. Go ahead, Coach Murph.
2: Um, I mean, there, there's plenty that can be mm-hmm. said. I mean, in terms of um, you know, stripping the money part of I mean, I feel like Coach Prime has been—he's he, just shown that his allegiance was always to the kids, not to Jackson State as an individual, but just for for his kids, his his players. But people have a recency bias. Just because he um goes to an HBCU, he says he wants to change things, doesn't mean he has to stay there. Because last time I checked, HBCUs wasn't playing on ESPN. Last time I checked, Jackson State wasn't, you know, selling out tickets like that. Like everything that they didn't, they got new uniforms, new uh like a new locker room all all that stuff um I'm not going to really speak on like his office and stuff being broken into because I do feel like people like to pin that on HBCUs but um crime can happen anywhere I know it's happening in in, you know bigger universities it's just that it just seems well it's not ironic but people just like to pin that because mm-hmm. it's like oh it's a bunch of black people so stuff has to happen like that there more than any other schools which just not the case mm-hmm. um, but just because he left doesn't mean anything this transfer portal exists I feel as though that a lot of um, kids that play for HBCUs could hit a transfer portal and coach prime could bring them to Colorado State. Like people are to, to Colorado. Like people aren't looking, not even looking into that. Like he can pull people into D1 colleges with a lot more uh, of a a scope on them because he his biggest thing was people aren't getting eyes on on these schools. But if he pulls, well one he brought attention to to players at Jackson State um, university. Now at Colorado, just like how his son came with them, There could be another player in there or any other HBCU where he's like, because he doesn't care about what star or whatever is like, what's your skill set from what I see Mm -hmm. or what my staff sees. Let's bring you in. I don't care what high school you went to. I don't care what they labeled you as or whatever. So he can have the same effect in a different college. Mm -hmm. And – like, he, he, he did a lot for HBCUs. I don't see it ending. It's not like he's just want to be, like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a nice transition for, for Jackson State um, with his departments. But, I mean, he, he just took an opportunity that he felt like he was ready for. Because people know if he stayed there and he had a lot of success you know, at Jackson State University, and then he ended up retiring, well, then he'll be pigeonholed to that. And people will be like, well, I mean, it's not like he had success, had success in a Power 5 school or, you know, one of these D1 colleges. So now he's just known as, um, you know, the greatest HBCU coach ever when he can be idolized as the, you know, the best, college coach or coach in general. I mean, he does a lot for kids. He's not going to stop doing it. It's not like just because he goes to Colorado that he's going to have all white players. (laughs) So, so like, what are we talking about? Yeah. He's still coaching mostly black men. (laughs) Like, yeah, under like I said, they just need to look at it in that aspect of, like, he can bring kids that are not getting looked at at HBCUs and bring them to Colorado.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. Side note, side note, real quick. Um, Wallow said it best, man. And it comes down to business. We can look at it like, oh, Dion's doing the best thing for kids. Like, bro, it comes down to business. Business, black people in business. If y'all don't know Wallow, go to Pivot Podcast. He just uploaded his stuff. Watch a Wallow 267 episode. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't know anything about real life stuff, go watch that. Um, But with his podcast, he was saying, bro, you're not going to pigeonhole me into black business because you black. Because, oh, I'm supposed to be supporting black when X, Y and Z is talking about they're going to pay me 15 to 20 million more. And he went to he went to into some numbers that I ain't going to talk about until y'all go watch the podcast. But his thing is, okay, let's say black people offer me five million well, they over here offer me 20 million for the same services, except to what I want. And then you're you're saying like, oh, well, you're black. We're black, like we supposed to stick together. No, 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 no. Business respects business. That's what people need to understand. Like, it don't matter what color you are, money's green. And we trying to get it together. And I'm gonna get the full extent of what my money is. So if they're going to offer me 15 to 20 million more or X amount more, I'm not going to get into his numbers, but I'm going to just say he's doing well, more than what other people were saying. Um, I'm going to go with them because they respect me. They understand me. And with, with the president, I feel like also Dion should have met somebody that was in the higher ups above the president. So let's say the commissioner or somebody like that, that's above the president. Uh, I don't know. But if you're not about to take me to somebody that's the plug or whoever it is, I'm like, well, are you really offering me something? So that's how I feel like with college football, Colorado said, Oh, Dion, we about to give you 7 million and you can do what you want with the program. Cause guess what? We was 11-1. We, I guess, we don't know what we're talking about. Like yeah, this is a it's a, it's a crap job. But guess what? We are gonna hand over everything for you, five to seven million. Jackson State was paying him three hundred thousand. Last time I checked, if we doing the numbers, um, <laughs> and we doing the math and we doing everything else, guess what? Last time I checked, I'm gonna go with whatever they're talking about. And that's the thing. Everybody was like, oh, Dion should have took the discount because it's an HBC. I'm like, no, we can look at it like that. But money talks. B.S. walks. It's a very simple concept. Take it. How well, you I,
2: doing. Two, two things can be true. Like I like I, I agree with the concept, but also, you know, there sometimes with other businesses. It's not that, Hey, we don't, it's not that we don't respect you. It's just that we don't have that type of funds in our disposal. So nothing's wrong with him taking it for the money, but. And that's I'm not fine. saying he should take a discount either. Like, yeah, you value yourself. No, that, that's value what I'm saying. That. That's fine.
1: But don't get mad at me because I'm taking a better opportunity with more money. Like I don't owe you with all due respect. I don't owe you anything. I gave you everything I had when I was there. I don't owe you anything. I, I don't, it it, 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 feelings all all BS aside. I don't owe you anything.
2: Yeah. Like all I'm saying is, cause like, like I said, I, I agree with you. My, I just wanted to just clear that up. Cause I know that some people will be like, oh, well, just cause you said, you know, well BS walks. And it's just like, it a low offer. And I'm using because I could be a high offer for them, but like a low offer, sometimes it's just like, hey, this is just what I can give you. So somebody outbids you on that and the opportunity or whatever, whatever you value, go ahead and take that. But my biggest thing with the uh, my biggest issue when it comes to the black community is that they always feel that we are, that we have to be in it with them to help them. Mm. Because that's what I'm stressing about him going to Colorado is that he took an opportunity that he felt like that was best for him, but it's not like he's just cutting off HBCUs. So I, I don't need to be at, an HBCU just to have impact with an HBCU because if that's the case he should have just transferred to another HBCU because all he's doing is bringing attention to Jackson State University at this point if if we really want to talk about it because I mean what other what other HBCU school are we talking about?
0: Yeah I want to We've been talking a lot about Dion putting money towards stuff and everything. I just want to let our listeners uh, uh, out there know what we're referring to. So there is a report by Albert Coleman, uh, and Coach Pace dropped this in our, our group chat, I believe. And so um, I'll just read to you some of what that post incorporated. Um, so JSU put in Dion's contract that after thirty thousand of ticket sales, he will receive a percentage of the sales. That hasn't happened the whole time that he was there, knowing good and well that they've reached over thirty thousand ticket sales. So all of a Sorry. sudden, the ticket sale tracking is missing now. So they can't, he can't, Dion can't prove that he sold over, over that much. Side note, James,
1: I actually believe that's true because how can you? How can you prove sales like without Dion seeing the actual numbers? Like mm-hmm. they can they can skim the numbers to where he doesn't know. Like even if it's a sold-out game, and let's just say the stadium sees 50,000, you don't know that every seed is filled. So they'll say, Oh, it was really only like 40, 42. Mm-hmm. They can they can finesse that to where it's like, all right, well, yeah, you're only getting this percentage. Or let's just say it was. They sold 40, and they're like, oh, you only sold 32. hmm. hmm. They can, they can, f- don't don't believe like, oh, the HBCUs wouldn't lie. Like, no, bro, they're a school. They need money. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. on top of them being an HBCU school, they need money. They'll yeah. finesse it to where the numbers don't look what they're supposed to look like.
0: Mm hmm. And so, Dion, the football team, nor the rest of the staff sold any of that money because, because of that situation. Also, there was a lucrative TV deal in place uh, that Dion wanted to get, but the university did not. So when we're talking about Dion wanting to uplift exposure of HBCUs, that TV deal could have helped with that. The university said nah. So we'll, you know, I guess we'll see what the details of that will eventually come out. Uh, but I think that that that's that's an interesting thing right there that Dion was trying to look out and give a bigger platform and more money in the school system. Oh, so I wonder why. Uh, so Dion, with his own money, built a new locker room, a tennis court. All the designs came out of Dion's pocket. The new players' lounge came from Dion. He used his own money to feed his players. All the fancy meals that we've seen on social media that they're eating that came from Dion's pocket. Uh, When JSU went to the Celebration Bowl last year, the school didn't give any money back to the athletic program. That's that's a huge, huge no-no right there. So the athletic program helped get you that money, but you're not going to feed any of that back to the program? So Dion used a lot of his personal money to fund numerous things around campus. Uh, The university did not help, and the president wanted his name in the headlines just as much as Dion. So there's that part. Uh, Dion even wants to sell. He wants to um, coach during the celebration bowl this year. And the school said no. The president said no. Uh, and guess what? The celebration bowl is sold out. Hmm. And they're not going to let him coach. So we'll see if they're able to work something out eventually. Um, And at the last minute, we talked about that $1 million that was offered. So out of that $1 million, he had to pay a staff out of that. <laughs> so that's not one million for Dion, that's one million for the staff. Okay. Uh, so like I think there's 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 a lot to say. So if this stuff comes out as factual, if this was your employer, would you want to stick around for all that crap? If stuff that you were promised in your contract hasn't been you've achieved and they haven't done their part, right? So I it it just really bothers me and I think about it in terms of a bigger picture here too. So we always talk about we want more black coaches, more black coaches and, and coaching football teams, you know, and that goes for college football and pro football. So um we have one in a power five school. Deion is coaching, he's a black coach. And also think about what you do for a job you want to leave a legacy you want to leave the place better than how you found it and have an opportunity for someone else to come and fill those those steps i think dion did that he left it better than how he found it and someone's going to be able to come come in there and and uh you know take it you know hopefully you know maintain the success or perhaps take it to the next level also i think he's laid out a blueprint for black coaches so we see Eddie George jump in the ranks. We see all these things happen um, where former NFL players can be like, you know what? Well, all right. I'll go ahead. You know, let me go ahead and, 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 and go. I'll go to HBCU and coach and stuff like that. Get, you know, and get that experience, help the players while I'm there. And then I can move forward. You know, I can move forward. I can stay there, whatever I want to do. Right. Um, and so at the end of the day, he's still supporting the black youth that are going through these programs uh, and i don't see a big deal and so i think i think people are looking at this like there are so many layers to this you talk about layered conversations earlier like there's so many layers to this too that um i think if we went through the same thing we would probably want to seek a different job as well uh but so because people are like well dion when he came in said you know he wanted to help black men and, and he wanted to help hbcus well, hasn't he done that? Didn't he, didn't he uphold? Isn't it the bargain? Even though the school limited him at every chance that he, that he got, he still did that? They on TV. So I think we need to put things in this proper perspective. But that's all I got to say.
2: You brought NFL scouts to, to the pro day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah that that's also true yes yeah so it's it's out there so we'll see as the stories unfold and and we'll get to see um some of the other things that happen because it, it it may not even be everything that's happened that may just be a summary so, um, but we'll move on to uh raiders at rams coach pace with your new qb shaking baker make so, what did you think about the game last night and Baker Mayfield? Um, you know, finishing out the rest of the season.
2: So, because man, uh, I I'll go. He he's that the Raiders suck. <laughs> That's the end of it. Um, there, there's. Play calling, trash, Derek Carr, trash. You got to find a new quarterback. Josh McDaniels need to go back to go back to the Patriots. And then we'll we'll go from there. But like I f- four four games. Four games I want to talk about. Um because This is the fourth time that they've blown a double-digit lead. And th- this is the lowest. This is by 13 points. But in week two, they blew a 20-point lead to the Cardinals. In week five, a 17-point lead to the Chiefs. Seven, uh, week uh, nine, another um, 17 uh blew another 17-point lead to the Jags. So it's like, y'all can't finish games. Y'all have all the talent in the world on offense. Your defense is, you know, comparable. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. I mean, Max Crosby, I mean, he's just going to ball. But there's no way that this team should be this bad. They they are the second-worst disappointment in the NFL this year. Number one, the Broncos. So. That's right. Sorry, I had to <laughs> now, I, forgot, I forgot who said it, but I think they said that if the Broncos um, scored at least like 17 points every game, they would have lost one game this season. That's how great their defense is and Russ, how bad he's been and the play calling. So. But that's a mute point for for the rant for Baker Mayfield to have like a day of studying a new offense, flying across country on a Thursday night and beat you and come back to beat you, learning a new playbook. Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Baker, come on, bro. Baker Mayfield with no Cooper Cup mm-hmm. and Cam Akers who be trash fumbled the ball.
0: At a critical time, Baker was driving him down the field. He fumbled the ball.
2: Mm-mm. Like I, I, just don't. There, I mean, they're constantly a top. Like the Raiders are constantly top five when it comes to penalties. Um, you know, in the season, they they need to fix fix that. I wish I remember old boy's name. I had it, but number ninety for the Raiders that did that um, on like conduct. You were Till- helmed up at the line. Oh,
1: no, no, Tillery. It's okay. I got you. Tillery. Tillery, yeah.
2: You were yeah. helmed up at the line. Why are you trying to act like you made a play? He had
0: nothing to do with
2: him. If you were going to act tough, act tough on the line and try to get through. Don't act tough after Crosby got a sack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right in front of the ref, I, he would have had to book his own flight.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And when he landed in Las Vegas, or wait, we, were they in Vegas already? Oh, they were in Vegas. They were
0: they were at um
2: LA. They were in
0: LA? LA? Yeah. Okay, so
2: yeah. Fly back home. And when you land, your stuff is at your stuff is outside outside the stadium in the parking lot. Boy, you're getting kicked out. Like you're you're out of here. You're out of here. Like that was uncalled for. And literally after that play, Spark. That drive mm-hmm. 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 and why are you calling man coverage <laughs> with 10
1: seconds to go? So dookie booty, that's what they are. Dookie
2: booty. You you, you call you call man dookie. coverage 10 seconds to go, no timeouts. You call man coverage and you let the receiver release on the outside, so even if it wasn't a touchdown. He could have stepped out of bounds because it takes only about four seconds for a play to happen. Mm-hmm. A free release mm-hmm. on the outside and man coverage is crazy without sending a blitz. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why the defensive coordinator needed to be fired
2: too. That was that was horrendous.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Coach Pace. You can ra- put a bow in this right now. Hey,
1: man, listen, listen. Shout out to my boys for getting it up. Listen, shout out. Uh, we shake and bake until further notice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> shake and bake. Listen, baby, we, hey, we here. We here, baby. We not about to get the playoffs, but I'm trying to ruin somebody. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: shake and bake until further notice.
2: Yeah, I, <sighs> that game was and, horrid. It
0: it uh there was no Aaron Donald either last no, time. yeah.
2: No Aaron Donald, yeah, no yeah. Cooper Cup, no Matthew Stafford, one day of uh one day of um, and some change learning and offense. You don't even know all of his teammates' names out. yet. Bro, you get dubbed by Van Jefferson. Yeah, he called oh, him by like, "Oh yeah, yeah, number number uh eighteen, number." It's
1: 20. okay, no, no, no. the bars, It's okay, it's okay. Listen, listen, it's shaking bait season, baby. It's shaking bait season.
2: Shake and
0: bake. I
1: don't listen. I, y'all know I hate Baker Mayfield, but listen for the next 11, 10 to eleven days, it's shaking bait. <laughs> well,
0: okay. yeah.
1: listen, he ain't had no expectations on it. It's okay. He came in there, got the job done. Granted, the Raiders suck. That's not my problem. Okay. I didn't ask them to suck. Devontae asked them. Adams didn't ask them to suck. Okay. Josh Jacobs didn't ask them to suck. Right. Darren Waller on the sideline didn't ask them to suck. Mm-mm. They just happened to suck. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. Okay. <laughs> They're born losers. Okay? I didn't think they had a chance in hell to win. But the fact that Baker went 98... I want y'all to understand this. He went 98 yards on zero timeouts. You know how terrible your defense has to be disciplinary-wise to let somebody go 98 yards in a buck
0: 45?
1: Mm -hmm. You have to have everything go wrong. When I say everything, I mean everything go wrong. Everything <laughs> On the last play, you played single high like Coach Murph said and thought it was okay because you thought you were a single high team. Uh-uh. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, you deserved every bit of that L.
0: Okay? And the part that kills me is we are talking about this before the show. Is as soon as Derek Carr threw that interception, I was like, that was a stupid pass. Like, why would you do that? You were literally controlling the game. You were zone.
1: A side note, I think he was about to throw it out, like out of the back end zone. But uh, Greg Gaines pushed the lineman into him. him. So when he was throwing, it was like, oh, why did he throw it? But it was like, if you saw like his Somebody pushed him in his back, and he's like, "Uh, I'm throwing it." But then mid throw, he's like, "Oh, I got pushed in the back." So it just goes like, "Ah," and I'm like, "That's still, regardless of how we feel about it, and guess what? Y'all was up 14.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It don't matter. It don't matter how we look at. It.
0: Well, my bad, 13. They was up 13. Mm-hmm. That's just two score game. Right. And if they get a field goal during that drive, they win the game. If everything else happens the same way. The Raiders win the game. James, it don't even matter if they got a field
1: goal. If they – if their defense did what they needed to do or their offense did what they needed to do in the second half, we wouldn't be talking about the game. Mm-hmm. We don't – they could They could have thrown the pick right then and there. And guess what? If they ain't got a field goal in the second half, because all 16 points were in the first half. Yes. Yes. If they did what if the defense did what they needed to do, which they did well, they didn't do because they let up 14 points in the second half Mm -hmm. and the defense uh, and the offense who scored zero in the second half did what they needed to do. We -hmm. wouldn't be having this conversation. But shake and bake is a thing (laughs) because they didn't do their job, which is okay with me. They suck. They lost my backups. Devontae Adams. Hey, guess what? You got two perfect passes off on jay Ram, that's
0: fine guess what you lost i could care less about your feelings loser <laughs> last thing i'll say about this is if i'm baker mayfield i people talking about staff let's, let's just be honest Sta- stafford is, is is the starting quarterback right when once he comes back you can't just not have him as starting quarterback because as long as he's healthy he needs to be the starting quarterback Right. But if I'm Baker Mayfield, I don't have to be better than Matthew Stafford. I just have to be better than Wolford. Right? That that's that's who I should be looking at being better than. So if as long as I'm good there, then I can have a quarterback position on a competitive team moving forward. It's much better than the Panthers situation was. So all I gotta do is be better than John Wofford. and
2: I'm okay. So yeah. yeah. They- <laughs> Uh, I think Stafford, Stafford will be done for the rest of the season. They'll just let Baker play it out. Right. Um, that's going to be an interesting situation. Knowing that Stafford will be the starter next year, of course. Um, I don't recall... No, Baker would be a free agent, right? Because nobody gave him a contract yet. If I'm correct. Baker. He's still on his, his rookie deal, I guess. But... Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to seeing how, I mean, this is pretty much an audition for him. Um, but my biggest thing is with the Raiders, it's time to rebuild because this is how I'm looking at it. You keep smacking a wall with Derek Carr at this point. You got you a prime receiver. You can say, Oh, he needs chemistry or whatever. But I think that it's, Far past that. You can even look at getting a new offensive coordinator uh, or well, everything the new coaching staff, but you currently you're sitting at the number 10 pit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of QBs they're projecting to to come out in the first round. Currently, they have them. I think they currently the latest my draft, but they have them at twelve. It has it's not recently updated, but they have them taking a corner. That's dead. Get you a quarterback and get ready to move past Car because the way things are going, you're not going to eclipse the Chiefs at all. The Chargers dealt with a lot of injuries, and you can't even eclipse them. So when they're healthy they're going to dog walk you. And as bad as Russ has played this year and seeing how that defense has played, I don't expect Russ to be this bad next year. He doesn't have a choice. Right. So now I'm looking at y'all as the bottom of the division with Derek Carr next year.
0: because As bad as Russ has played, there's only two games separating the Raiders and the Broncos. <laughs> Five and eight, three and nine. <laughs> and and like, Broncos, if they win, if they happen to win their game, which they won't because they're playing the Chiefs. But you know, two games like that—that's that's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah,
2: because the because unlike the Raiders, the Broncos have something. They had a defense. The Raiders don't have a defense. The Raiders don't have an offense. They're just a team with a bunch of guys and. And Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they don't have a defense. They have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. That's who they have. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It, they have been by far the biggest. Dis- we talked about NBA disappointments. They're a huge
2: NFL disappointment. Uh, for for one of the, the divisions we were excited about, the yeah. two most disappointing teams come from that division. Come
0: from that division. Now – what do you say to people that said, "Well, Derek Carr has had was it six offensive coordinators in nine years, and what about three or four different head coaches at least within his nine years? So it's hard for him to develop and build chemistry if he's constantly having to change things almost every year." What do you say to that?
2: I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You you find because because this is what I say to it. Six different head coaches, whatever, common denominator, Derek Carr is still there. So now it's like maybe it's not the coordinators now. Maybe it's the player.
0: Could be. Could be. Yeah, man, it's 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 been it's been hard, it's been painful to watch. And and we thought the Raiders were turning the corner and getting it together here late in the season. And Last night just put a huge dent in that in that movement. So it's enough. Man. So we're gonna go into our, our fantasy football starter. set. So we'll just do this real quick. Um Keenan Allen versus Dolphins or Christian Kirk at Titans? Keenan. Keenan, for sure. Ken- all day. Keenan. All right. Gus Edwards at Steelers or Kenneth Gainwell at Giants.
2: Gus. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna best. I think they're gonna go run, run heavy. Kenneth doesn't get too many carries, but he's good for like a touchdown here and there.
1: Oh man. uh what's his name? Uh, Lamar not playing. Boy, they about to go. They about to go. They about to run everybody into the ground in
0: one game. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Cowboys defense versus Texans or 49ers defense versus Buccaneers. Cowboys.
2: Cowboys.
0: Cowboys. This is an important week. A lot of people's playoff hopes are riding on this week's results. So good luck to everyone. And there, some of us are right on the cusp. Some of us are sitting pretty.
2: Some of <laughs> You us already know it, boy. Number one <laughs> in the NFC. Let's get it. Uh, so good luck. Hey
0: to man, we are uh, respectfully trying to ruin people's season. So let's get it. Spoilers. Spoilers. Definitely. All right, we're going to jump into our week 14 preview. Got several big games this weekend. A really, really exciting weekend in NFL. Eagles at Giants. Who we got? Philly by 10.
2: Philly by 14. 10. Yeah, I was going to say Philly by 14. All
0: right. Interesting one. Uh, Cardinals versus Patriots.
1: Cardinals by three.
0: Cars by seven. All right. The Battle of Ohio: Browns at Bengals. Bengals by ten.
2: Browns by three.
1: You got Browns. That was you. Cool. Yeah. you I,
2: I I know it. What? Where they at? Uh, you, where they you, at? You, Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, because like I know the rust. I know it's the rust, and the the Bengals are on a hot streak. But I feel as though that they're one. It's a division game. Um it's not like Watson has to play great to win because their defense and run game is so so good. Um they're just gonna have to play keep away. <laughs> but um I I think it'd be a thing shine and the, the Browns will pull it up. Yep.
0: Chargers versus Dolphins. Um Dolphins Dolphin. And lastly, Bills versus Jets. Do Bills get their revenge? Bills. Yo. There it is. There it is. A lot of – I love the divisional games that are happening. The last few weeks are full of them. So, very, very meaningful games here. So, we'll see what happens. All right, we're going to close it out.
2: Bet with Coach
0: Murph. Who are we betting on this weekend?
2: Easy, peasy, man. The three games. Let me go ahead and get my thing up here. Um – For some reason, Vikings are underdogs against the Lions. Uh, Well, all these guys that I picked are underdogs. Um, Vikings over the Lions. Lions are a great offensive team, but that's it. And the Vikings can put up points too, and it's not a prime time game, so I'm not worried about Kirk. Of course, I already mentioned taking the Cardinals over the Patriots. And lastly, uh Tampa over the 49ers. Can
1: I get a request real quick? Yeah. Uh, since he's winning and not on a losing streak or a consecutive losing streak, can we call him Perk Cousins, please? Perk cousins,
2: yes. Perk yes. cousin perk, perk cousins, 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 cousins is
1: hard. You can you can say what you want, you ain't gotta like him, but low-key perk cousins is hard.
0: <laughs> perk cousins, hey, perk cousins is hard. That was my favorite of the ones you came up with. That was my favorite. That's what I'm saying. Perk, Perk Cousins? Oh, man. With the gold chain? Dancing with the, the gold? gold. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, no. Can we go Can we go with Perk Cousins until he loses in the playoffs? Yes. Yes. From this moment. Because he's going to lose first and second round, so we ain't going to worry about it too much longer. That's very true. But we'll see
2: who they play.
1: Like I said, first and second
2: round. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well,
2: well yeah. It. Yeah. So.
0: Second round, for sure. That's it for us, y'all. A full episode. Uh, Glad to be back. For those that are following the World Cup, shout out to Croatia. Croatia, they upset Brazil. Uh, And then Messi is doing his thing with Argentina. And so that was one knock on his career is about the World Cup progress. And, And so let's see how him and Argentina do moving forward. But yeah, Croatia and Argentina, big winners. So on behalf of Coach Murph, Coach Pace, um, Coach JP3, y'all stay blessed, stay safe, catch y'all next week, peace.